It's Thomas. I just wanted to stop in before the episode started to let you know that our episode on Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, ran a little bit long, and so I had to make it two episodes. I had to cut it for us so that way we could keep the whole conversation in but not overwhelm you with too much information at one time. Uh, so you'll notice that at some point I'm going to come back in and wrap up the episode, uh, tell you this in a part one, we'll take back up later, but I really think that you're going to enjoy this episode, Kellen and I had a lot of fun with it, and I shouldn't feel like taking out a bunch of information or a bunch of the points we made would be as fun for you, so I really hope that you enjoy the episode, and hopefully you'll come back next week to finish out and see what happens. Thanks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special episode. It is Kelm's Wet Dream. We are going to be covering well, the Lord of the Rings this month. You know, we can't, I'm not going to tell you a specific time because that'd be a lie. This could go on for years if we let it. So uh, we're going to get started. We're going to talk about the Fellowship of the Ring today. And I'm assuming most people that exist in this world that are over the age of like 13 have probably seen Lord of the Rings at this point, or at least know it exists because probably know it exists i've met i've met many people uh many of my contemporaries that have not uh have not seen it but yeah um so this is uh if you missed our last episode uh i i mentioned that this is the this month december marks the 20th anniversary of the release of the fellowship of the rings in theaters uh, which i remember like it was not 20 years ago and again i feel is deeply rude for that to be a fact um, right it's yeah like you are uh, you know oppressing us by making us feel older than we need to be yeah you know, yeah no just uh, lie to me like I saw, a thing, I saw a thing that made like just kind of like freak out a little bit that was essentially like uh if you think time is crazy or time is you know bananas or blah 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 or things were so long ago like that's not the case it's like you just get old because people want to talk about it's like from forever ago like you know that when harriet tubman died ronald reagan was alive and then ronald reagan died we were alive air yeah. not that far away so when you talk about like 20 years for the rings like dude i genuinely remember going to blockbuster and renting the vhs numerous times not the dvd not the Blu-ray, the VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I never. So I never watched Lord of the Rings on VHS. We had, we got a DVD player a few years before Lord of the Rings came out. I remember mm. the first DVD I ever watched being Doctor Doolittle. If that, and that was like something that had, was at Blockbuster currently. If that kind of gives you a, an insight Just in the time frame, out of sheer curiosity for the children. You mean Eddie Murphy's Doctor Doolittle, not? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's yeah, all I want to yeah. make sure. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, I, I. This was not. This was not like 1976, and yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, people. It's so funny. Like, I was thinking about that in my head. I was like, well, you got the Robert Downey Jr. Doctor Doolittle as well, but clearly that's not the one we're talking about. I was why like, have there been we... so many Doctor Doolittles? Like, I was just account about for that. Like, I was gonna ask. Like, people like talking animal movies, but there's like three Babe movies, and there's yeah. a lot of Doctor Doolittle it's, movies. <laughs> it's not that rich of an intellectual property. How have we delved into this well three separate times? Why? It's, like, it's people. I don't know if they just assume children don't have a concept for other movies or what, but like you say, it's like we just keep redoing the same movies over and over and over again. And I don't need that. You know what was a great animal movie where like 
you didn't have to be Dr. Doolittle. Uh, I mean, it's a little sad at the end, but Turner and Hooch with Tom Hanks and the dog or or Benji or I mean, there's Mm -hmm. actually a lot of dog movies before I start listing all of them, but stop making Dr. Doolittle. I don't find you using Kevin Hart for the rat as like funny or enjoyable like i don't know if kevin hart plays the rat i was just a guess but he's wait are you talking about in the in the in the original like in in the, the no 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 Eddie, in the in the, in the robert one? the robert downey jr one oh, okay. i don't i don't remember anybody that from the eddie murphy one well because... the, there was a guinea pig and that was voiced by i want to say chris rock um, yeah okay same difference you know that's also there was fucking like six of those pieces of shit like, there were so many of that era. It very quickly, like, after Dr. D. Little 2, which I also watched and was not very good, um, they, they like, all followed his daughter, like, up until, like, her, like, being in the White House or some shit randomly. Like, I'm it, sorry, what? That yeah, I don't, no I don't remember, I don't remember, like, I didn't see any of these, but the, the art of, uh, Dr. Actually, this yeah, is like you... when I blew your mind by talking about Home Alone Four, and you were like, well, "Oh my god, you saw the fourth one?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's, there's, um, there, there. Hang, on. I didn't. Yeah, I only, I only watched the the Doctor Doolittle too because I feel like Doctor Doolittle also like. I believe came out to like good, like a decent review. Yeah, like, like it that... was like. Eddie Murphy one, I remember being charming and cute, and then I watched the second one, and because of the second one, I didn't watch the first one anymore either. You know, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is not. But also, yeah, Eddie th- Murphy went through a, a period with like Pluto Nash and a bunch he of was just doing stuff, just like, hey man, they they offer me money, so I'm showing up. <laughs> yeah, there was Doctor Doolittle, Doctor Doolittle. It there was yeah, Doctor Doolittle in '98, Doctor Doolittle two in 2001 dr doolittle 3 in 2006 dr doolittle tail to the chief that was the one that I did. what god, that's a terrible name tail, tail to, the, to chief. the chief oh my god and then there was a uh, million dollar mutts in uh in 2009 um, you know how like there was like yeah. Airbud and Airbud had a million bajillion sequels and then they were like, Hey, you know, we can make more money, let's make space buddies or whatever, which is like Airbud. Yeah, so Airbud had puppies and now they're like called buddies and it's like four Fuck or off. five four or five Airbuds that hang out together and they like, go to space and do other crazy Fuck off. stuff. That's what you sound like when you're talking about Tales of the Chief and stuff. It's like, did y'all y'all didn't need to keep going with this? Like <laughs> this is this I mean, all the all these all these like animal franchise. I mean, same with Beethoven. Like at least Beethoven, it was just there was nothing like wild. It's just like there's a dog. He slobbers yeah. a lot. Like yeah. it wasn't like he also works for the Kremlin. Like there was no there was no things like that. If any but... dog worked for the Kremlin, we all know it's Benji. So oh shit, you know, let's yeah, all be honest. Was a, he was a spy. How many dogs <laughs> have their own theme songs that like for every movie, every different circumstances? You know, like yeah. I remember that the Benji takes a dive slaps so hard from you know Benji um I can't remember what it was like one where he's on the, the yacht the cruise ship thing but uh it all ties in because the reason why this all matters is look at Lord of the Rings okay uh-huh. and anytime they redo it they're like we have to do something different you know uh, to my knowledge the original ones are like they're off back sheet animated stuff things like yeah. that and they were like hey we can expand on that with live action stuff let's have Peter Jackson do 
these Lord of the Rings movies, and they're going to be phenomenal and amazing. And we're going to make so much money off of these that we're going to squeeze every penny out of a one-book story and the three more movies after that. But then they were like, all right, we're done. And after, like, I guess 20 years, Amazon was like, hey, if we give you, like, a billion dollars, can we make a Lord of the Rings TV show? And they said, oh, yeah, of course you can if you give me a billion dollars. Also, you can't make Lord of the Rings. It's going to have to be, like, the second age or the first age, so that way it's not treading on something that's already great and why does nobody speaking of do you know how much an episode that motherfucker costs to make okay so i will say it's got to be at least a hundred dollars an episode because million dollars an episode that's that is more i'm I'm telling you that's more (laughs) that's that is significantly more Oh my god! That's that's an absurd that's an absurd amount of money for anything. It is forty five million dollars an episode. No, the reason why I say a hundred though is because in the first season you have to build all the sets. You have to like so that go. I'm putting into the cost now. In other seasons, it would drop down. Yeah, but I'm thinking like, how much does it cost to genuinely build the second age of Middle Earth? Like forty five million dollars apparently an episode. Um, I guess. I guess that's still. But then it's just so everybody understands too, like the Game of Thrones, like later seasons of Game of Thrones, when it was, it was the like biggest show in the mil. history of time. Yeah. yeah, it was like nine, ten. Like maybe maybe they spent like fifteen on like Battle of the Bastards or something like that. But it wasn't like forty five, I've never heard that. A hundred. Yeah. I was just like, no that one's seems ever like that. that this that, is the most expensive thing that's ever been done. So no one's ever think, even What do you think? 45 million dollars an episode would look like is that the costumes and the world is that paying actors like what like it's what everything. exactly is is it's like the bigger pie slices within that i would have to assume costuming and because like you do all that's supposed to be made by hand i mean yeah exists, costuming you know? i mean there a, a large chunk of it is just pay is is payroll um a large chunk of it is payroll um i don't think that purchasing the ip is built into that um but uh so payroll uh, i mean yes you've got you know all that shit that they've got to build you have digital effects um you have to build less stuff now because and that's that's something that i kind of and we'll get into like the the stuff with the hobbit and, and all that because there there's a lot of reasons behind not good reasons, but there's a lot of reasons behind what happened happened with with that particular film franchise. Um, yeah, well, and, we'll get and, to that. Yeah. after Return of the King. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I like yeah. to start with the good stuff, and also start with the stuff how it kind of was presented to us. Yeah. I understand the books had already been out and everything of that nature, but like we all understand that the the juice of the story is Lord of the Rings. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it also, is. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to point out, let's do a little quick minor back story thing on it uh, that you're going to know way more than me, but I do know, for example, uh, people often regard or think of these as three separate stories. They are not. They are all right. one story, genuinely one story, one book that Tolkien just happened to split into three parts. Uh, yes, that is that is 100% correct. He originally uh, approached his publisher and wanted to uh, wanted to release it as one one volume. Well, he wanted to do I, I believe he wanted to do he wanted to do the Silmarillion and the and Lord of the Rings like release them both so I guess two volumes but um the the issue was but the Lord of the Rings like the what we think of as as Fellowship uh, Two Towers and Return of the King all as one volume um, 
that would have been because of how expensive paper and and just like the process of printing was at this time it would have been well over a hundred dollars a volume to get and to like in in like not like in our time but like in that time um and that like i think that an average book was like four four or five dollars a cop so like it would have so it would a have never difficult sold. a little difficult to sell at that point you know? yeah and they also were were fairly like at least at the time they didn't think like the the publisher was was certain like oh you know like we're gonna see a drop off in sales after the first one but it, it ended up selling like amazingly and you know they they were in their second printing of the first one i believe when T fellowship came out um like and, and they did the sales just increased through the whole time um but uh but yeah so it, it it is it is one and i honestly think that because of the way these films were shot meaning that they were not it wasn't like they shot it they released it you know, they they got approval for another one. They went back and they did all this stuff because they filmed all of them concurrently. Like they were filming stuff for all three of the movies the, the whole, whole time. time, like based upon what they could do at what times it, it you get that same kind of feeling from this. You there's no like no one really changes. No one no one had I me. Mean, it was filmed over. I think like principal like stuff started on on lord of the rings in like 97 98 and filming i want to say started in 99 late 98 early 99 um and so like you really you you get that sense of the, that it's like it is one one thing um, imagine though also like all these actors you i'm just imagining what it's like to work on this before it comes out you already know okay we're making all three movies mm -hmm. so they have the like some the studio has to leave us also, it probably wouldn't have gotten made because Peter Jackson was like, if you're not going to let me do the whole thing, I'm not doing it. But no, way, Yeah, yeah, I got some stuff to say about that, too. <laughs> but uh, imagine, like, what I always wonder, like, when they're making this, are they, like, consciously aware, like, man, this is fucking awesome. Like, this slaps so much. Like, when they're sitting there, like, when they're looking at the dailies or when they're, the actors are, like, going back to their trailers or when they're in their characters, are they just like, like, dude, we're doing something awesome or special? Or were they just thinking, like, uh, this will just, you know, play like a good show, but like people won't necessarily gravitate or get the world or be lost in the lore, you know? No, they, they, um, and I would, that's why I think that, um, the, so another, another important thing, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back around to, to answering your question directly, but something I think that's important about these is like, we're, so we're reviewing the extended editions. The fact that, the extended editions exist i feel is due entirely to the fact that they came out in a time period when like dvds were relatively new convention and the idea of special features and things like that were and like people like owning like beginning to like really own a, a vast like media library themselves was a relatively new phenomenon um and so like the fact of like having like so you get the extended edition and it comes with these di like it, it comes with uh, I, I don't remember how many discs like i think two like two discs of uh each single one comes with two discs of special features of like hours of uh of these like in-depth documentaries about it like that, I that is like to, i would have to correct you though because hmm. see at least my extended blu-ray version has three 
Blu-rays. So, uh, so H4. that's so as does mine. Um, that is because there is a uh, another documentary that is uh, not necessarily it didn't come out with the original ones. It is, okay. and I don't remember the name of the filmmaker uh, who who made the who made it off the top of my head, but um, that. It is. It has a lot of behind the scenes footage, but it's not done in quite the same tidy manner. That's like very. There's a lot of like studio, like you know. There's a lot of like sweeping music and like nice intros and things like that. Um, okay. But the the but yes, like my mine also has the third one. But I I know because okay. I just upgraded from like the original like red green and, and blue box uh, DVD releases. Like the the DVD release like version of uh, of two towers i have has a coupon in it to mail in to get a free ticket to go see return of the king like that's like <laughs> that that is that is the level that that, that that is but so these came out and like you really got to see that whole like everything that was behind that and it was it's very clear that these people like everyone working on it like this was like everyone was aware that they were doing something that one had never been done because it hadn't been like nothing of this scale had ever been attempted um that everyone knew like that this was something special um i also think that those dvds are incredibly important because they there's a lot of people that like are currently working in like different like filmmaking industries that are like no that's those dvds are the reason like those the, the special features are the reason that i began this career um yeah that's but, awesome uh, but yeah, they 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 knew and, the whole time that this was uh this was something special that they knew this was something were... special that they they weren't they weren't just fucking around like they knew, um but but going back to what you said about like oh we're like splitting it up and doing these things so originally this film was going to be made uh, with Miramax, and uh, thank they... God that didn't happen right so. Uh, and you, you still see Harvey Weinstein credited in uh, in this because originally he was he was involved, uh, and there is an orc that is designed to look like Harvey Weinstein that they made. How accurate? Uh, yeah, right. Too. Yeah, um, and we, so, we all know it's it's the main uh, orc. It's not. It's <laughs> it is not. It's not Lurtz. It was, I've I've seen it. It was just a random one because at this time people weren't like, oh, he's a big piece of shit except behind closed doors. Um, this was 20 <laughs> years ago. But, like, I, I've, I've seen I've seen the mask. Uh, it was just, like, a random orc. Um, ah. So, it was originally going to be produced by Miramax. And Miramax was like, hey, like, like you know, they wanted to do this as three films. And Miramax was like, hey, we would, we would really like you to... Oh, no, sorry. Originally, they wanted to do it as two movies. Uh, like, they were like, I, th I think we could do it. Not necessarily that... that uh, Philip Boyens, Fran Walsh, and Peter Jackson, the the trio that was were the writers and you know, uh, obviously the director and all these things for it. Um, they obviously wanted to do three films, but the idea of getting that produced is such a big ask um, because it, at this time, you know, there hadn't been the fantasy boom that Lord of the Rings and Sorry. Harry Potter, by some extent, created. Uh, so there were like fantasy movies didn't do well um so the idea of getting... that's true fantasy movies at this point are still highlander there could be only one or... yeah yeah which i love highlander it's garbage and yeah things of that nature you know jet yeah. lee's the one there aren't very no no it, it wasn't there yeah. wasn't a good a good precedent for that so um they they go to Mir like miramax is like look we'd like you to do it in one film and he's like 
like he was like okay like he they in miramax was according to peter jackson miramax was cool about this they were like hey we really want to do this too and they're like okay why don't you see if you can find somebody that will make this as two movies if you can find somebody who'll do that you can take it to them no no harm no foul like there you you won't get any complaints from us like like see what you can do um and so there was somebody the uh that uh peter jackson knew uh worked um for new line and he went to went to him and he was like okay like he ran him up the the up ran up the wire so like and they got him a, a a meeting with the the big wigs and they you know they went through their whole their whole pitch and everything and the guy at the end of it he's like so you want to make this as two movies it was like yeah 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 that's what i want to that's what i want to do he's like why the hell would anyone make this as two movies and they're like, oh shit, we we lost. He's like, you have to make this as three movies. It's like there's no possible way that you can make this as two movies. It wouldn't make sense. And that just that man making that decision is one of the most important decisions that has ever been made in the history of filmmaking. Because that man has a career in Hollywood for the rest of his life because he well he already did. Life. He was he was like a major head of New Line. Like he he was already set. But like well that's, you that's see why, why he got paid the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. was like you know you can't yeah. do that like it's gotta be yeah peter jackson and them were just like yeah yeah three three yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they never like, never in their wildest dreams did they think that that was going to go the way it went um but that's how it went um so so yeah we got we got three films yeah um yeah so let's let's get we we've done a lot of preamble here let's we, I know. we're we gonna be on this for it. a minute okay. so let's begin with the our actual uh, uh talk our on world. the fellowship itself so do we want to just cover characters like all the like let's say 15 to 20 characters and who they are where they are and then we can go through them try to tackle them as they show up we'll let's try and tackle them as they show up okay yeah. cool so let's open then i get well you give the preamble backstory the quick sum up of the world and what happens that kate blanchett gives us the beginning you know about uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah yeah so uh we we get in the so because there is legitimately a lot that you kind of need to, and you don't really get this. Like if you're just reading the book, you don't, you get a little bit of it, but you, you don't get the whole scope of, of what's going on except in bits and pieces. But there's so much to understand about what's happened in this story of which the Lord of the Rings is an incredibly small part of this long story. that has been happening for tens hundreds of thousands of years even um depending on your your which measurement of time you want to go with uh so there there you've got sauron who is you know the the dark lord of of mordor you know it's 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 that guy we all know that guy we, we all know we all know our dark lords he has created uh he has created 19 rings of power he has created uh seven for the dwarf lords and he has created uh nine for the kings of men and the elves have without uh sauron's knowledge created three rings of their own and sauron has created one master ring to rule and control and bind all of these uh all of these rings together you know one ring to rule them all one ring to bind them one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them and land of mortar where the shadow lies which i always find is interesting that they just leave out that bit 
of because that's the whole that's the whole that's the whole thing line is in the it ends with in the land of mortar where the shadows lie and they leave it out in the movie for some reason and i, I don't i don't get it but i guess it's not also as snappy. also i just because what the fuck is Kella Brimbor's problem anybody that does not know Kella Brimbor is who made who forged the actual ring right and i'm like why did you do that like why so Why? okay, so to Kella Brimbor's credit, um, so these rings were made in uh, the second age of Middle Earth, um, and at this time, so Sauron is a uh, a Maiar spirit, uh, which is like a a uh, an angelic being, not necessarily a god. Um, there are like gods, so there's like a uh, a highest god in the world of. of uh, middle earth then there are the the valar which are kind of the next step down and then the next level beneath that are the Maiar, who are le- lesser spirits but still you know divine beings um, sauron is one of these beings who originally saw- served one of the the uh who was one of the original valar uh melkor morgoth old dark lord that sauron kind of you know what was uh was his lieutenant um so sauron in the second age was going around and the sauron sauron was hot at this time like sauron was not like an evil scary spooky guy like he was you know he 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 patterned himself as like a very attractive you know person he he was masquerading under the skies of uh anatar the lord of gifts and so he would in go to the elves of the second age and be like hey you know i'm anatar i have all of this vast knowledge i'm incredibly powerful i would love to help you create these things and like bring this knowledge to you so that you can do wonderful things as well like that is my my most ardent desire and the elves are like you know i kind of fucking like this anatar guy he's pretty cool like he's got he's got some stuff going on like they're like i never never heard of a confidence scheme in my life let's just yeah yeah you know i mean the the, in this time of of the of the history of things, it's just people getting fucked over right and left so you know is I, I guess no one really learned, but um, so yeah, he can he teaches Celebrimbor how to make these things, and he assists Celebrimbor in making you know these the the rings that I mentioned, the seven for the dwarf lords and the nine for the the kings of men, and then Celebrimbor, unbeknownst to Sauron, creates the three rings uh, for the elves and now they were never touched by Sauron Sauron didn't know they were made so they were less you couldn't really corrupt them in the same way but they are still kind of bound to the fate of the one ring that that Sauron makes Uh, so 20 rings in total Um, but yeah I mean like yes you know he 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 got he got got and like Celebrimbor got super fucked over like he I believe when Celebrimbor is eventually caught by Sauron, his he his army brings Celebrimbor out like crucified to to uh, like a, a pike and like paraded as like a, a as like a military banner in front of them. Uh, when, when they like it, it's Celebrimbor did not have like a good time, uh, but uh, yeah. So that's so they you get this kind of you know a a much smaller version of that in the intro mentions the rings 
you see the the uh, Battle of the Plains of Gargaroth, the the last alliance of men and elves. You have Gilgalad, the the last high king of the Noldor, who you get an act, like a, a brief second of in the film. He like isn't that Thomas, a Sildor's you see, dad? Not a Sildor's dad. Is Sildor's dad was a Arendil, who is okay. the like the 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 flask that uh, Galadriel gives Frodo. Like this is the light of Arendil. It's essentially the light caused from like he's a star at this point. Uh, but Gilgalad is related in in some ways to to Elrond. But no, he he was a, a high king, and you see him there for a second. Oh the, yeah, yeah. In the in the, when they're doing the rings and stuff, I did I, since you had mentioned this previously. Yeah. I was like, he, okay, which one of y'all was Elrond's dad? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, not none of those. Um, but he, the guy with the black hair, that was Gilgalad, and you see him in the battle okay. also. He, there's like a scene where like an elf who looks a little bit like Elrond, but is not. He like stabs the spear down. He's like. Gah! And like that is the only shot that you get of Gilgalad the whole time, um, but he he dies in that battle. And you also have uh, you have uh, Elendil and uh, Sildor and the the you know the host of the uh, the remnants of Numenor um, uh, join this battle as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they you know they they defeat Sauron. They Isildur cuts the ring from his hand and they leave and. And this is where I have my first issue. Okay. Can we can we uh, jump ahead, but it's still in this moment because we're right, right, chronologically right, right. speaking. Why the fuck doesn't Elrond just like drop right, his yes. door into okay, this yes. fucking thing? Or this was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, no, that's not how this works, bro. I know that this is not acceptable. I don't care what you like. When else was just like, no, I'm gonna turn around and walk away. And Elrond's I mean, just like, what? All right, man. You're, no. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. So there's no like. There is no reason that that bears a good amount of water as to why he didn't do that. I can come with many reasons. Many reasons. Um, one, this is like Elrond's great 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 grand nephew or whatever. Like, <clears throat> because you have to remember that uh, Elros, Elrond's brother, was the first king of Numenor and founded the entire line that led to Elendil and Isildur. So he, he, yeah. So there, okay. there might be can some I, of that. Could I also ask you this question, just mm -hmm. generally speaking? Um, do you have any fucks to give about your great, 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 no, great, I get great it. uncle? I get it. I get it. But you also have to, like, there's also, you know. <sighs> My theory was the Elrond did not foresee that Sauron would still be, remain or things would be as bad. Yes, that happened. Maybe that's potentially the possibility. That, but I mean, it just yeah, because like so, Sauron has never not had his ring, so he doesn't know like oh, if the ring survives, Sauron survives. Like this ring is going like he doesn't he doesn't like yes, he can maybe infer those things, but he has no empirical evidence that that's what's going to happen. He knows that this should be done, um, and also it, it bears mentioning in the books that this is not necessarily. Like in the movies, Isildur is painted as like this real shithead. Um, in the books, that's not quite the case. Um, like, yes, he did these things, but like Isildur did want the ring to go back to like he 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 I believe he wanted the ring to to like be destroyed and all these things. Um, and like it, there wasn't like a huge amount of time between uh, him having the ring and him losing the ring. Mm -hmm. um, 
but uh but yeah i mean it's you know it's not a great also like th that would have caused like massive political strife if, I like so so they 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 just finally defeated the big bad and then the king at this point the the the, the high king of all men is dead killed like it, it wouldn't have been good i can I mean, imagine I, him I, not I, wanting to have to deal with that i did honestly while you were talking and stuff i did that come in my head i was like well yeah maybe he would walk back out and be like they're like all right because i was like there was nobody in the room like in the lava pit so but your point about like okay but then afterwards when he walks out there and all the men are like okay well where's the seal door and he's yeah like, oh he, he tripped and fell in with the ring <laughs> you're like okay well this war is still back on like like yeah, he could have. <laughs> yeah, you could also like you could you could make the argument that maybe Elrond thought that he could like work on Isildur and be like, look, no, seriously, we have to do something about this. That's like, true. Yeah, this, nobody knew that he would be getting killed on his return back or anything of this nature. So yeah, and it wasn't like oh, we can't go back to like there was no like getting back to Mordor wasn't going to be like the most difficult thing in the world. They've killed Sauron at this point, or in their, at least as far as they're concerned, they've defeated yeah. Sauron. Which so, also like, like we'll get into yeah. further on, which bugs me too. Cause it's like, okay, so y'all did that and left and y'all were like, we don't ever need to come back and check up on things or. I mean, have, sure you, have you seen Mordor? It sucks. And it, I've, I've got some, some things to say about that because yeah, it, 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 it is much suck. later on, but yeah. But, but my point being, but you still should like have knowledge, not be all like yeah. rumors uh, of dark deeds. And you're like, yeah. okay, then why the fuck aren't you investigating? There's not a single one of y'all who's like, you know, I really should go see if that's there's truth to that. Or I don't know, like let's just say maybe uh, was it is it Gondor that is right yeah. there? You tell me that these people aren't like, no, bro, we literally can see it, like it's happening. Y'all need yeah, to come I mean, because so the the Tower of Barador was destroyed and then rebuilt, so there was time probably to be like, hey, that fucking tower is getting rebuilt. Like, yes, it wasn't like they could just look at. Well, so there is, and it, we're gonna have to. I I, I want to wait until we get to Return of the King, but denethor in regards to the book i feel like 100 percent had every ability to know that that was happening not even leaving his house he should have been saying. able to see that it, like um, literally you're at the top of this mountain like looking at mordor <laughs> oh he couldn't like a, a normal person couldn't have seen that but denethor was like a, a denethor movie denethor gets really the short end of the stick he gets he gets pretty shafted with with regards to his portrayal um but like i mean he book gets set on fire known about and that. he gets to grossly eat a bunch of food and he gets to get a song sang to him i think well, he's right, done but, fine well but so one thing we miss and i'll address this now just and we can touch more on it later is the whole time before like the reason that denethor is a crazy shithead at this time is because he's been doing one-on-one -on -one psychic combat with sauron for like months to years before that and like not having a good time of it so like yeah he's he's not like like the I, like, I don't think he got like, like a fair in the movie they portray it as like boromir died i'm just i'm crazy and all this stuff because you know wrong yeah. son died <laughs> yeah he's just crazy because he's a shithead not not like hey no this guy's been doing some stuff um but you uh know. Uh, but okay, so, so we're, we're 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 getting all over the place. Yeah. We, hey, that's what we're gonna do all this whole yeah, time, yeah. guys. Just to let y'all know. Yeah. 
It's hard when we've already seen it, so like we can just jump around places. Right. But, yeah. You know. Uh, so back to where we were, though. So yeah. Okay, so Isildur takes the ring, gets mm-hmm. murdered. The mm-hmm. ring falls into the river. It yep, the disappears yeah. yep. for er, forever until uh, Deagle finds it, gets murdered. We'll talk about this later. Uh, comes to Smeagol. Smeagol turns into Gollum. Gollum takes to the Misty Mountains. Time passes. Yeah. It falls. Bilbo catches it. We'll get to that later. Bilbo goes back home. Now it's present. 60 years later, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. And we're in the Shire, you know. Bilbo's, we'll get into Bilbo at a different time, essentially. Uh, Bilbo's the main character from The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. It's Bilbo Baggins. I don't know. Well, we can talk about it in The Hobbit, or we can talk about him now. I don't know what he would do. I mean, is, all we needed to so Bilbo has, you know, he, he spent his time adventuring. He went on an adventure to, uh, you know, to the Lonely Mountain, to, to defeat smog and all of this shit like none of the the garbage that the that the 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 movies has introduced it applies so he defeated smog and all this stuff but while while bilbo is on his journey he finds this ring um in in the the misty mountains when he's like trapped beneath them he he steals it he gets it from Gollum. um and so yeah he's it back end he is the you know he, he's 111 years old which is rather old for uh, a, a hobbit most hobbits don't i think that that bull roar took um lived to be like 120 or something like that i don't i don't remember that off the top of my head forgive me um but uh that he he's he's old for a hobbit and he also is not really aging like hobbits typically would because he has the ring um at this time no one really has any idea that this ring is anything other than just a magic ring. Like that's 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 all that that that. Yeah. Because Gandalf knows that he has it, and he thinks it's a magic ring, and he tells you know Bilbo to be careful with it. But that that's about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, you this movie starts off. You see, I mean, at least in the uh, the extended version, you have. Bilbo writing his book because that's what Bilbo does with most of his time as he writes, and he and describes. I, I liked, hmm? Just to say, I liked that the extended edition gives you more, more of his writing, and it's yeah. like gives you more context of the actual Shire, and you see people more. You get more context of people, so like you see shots of, of Sam gardening, and you see shots of you know people playing and running about or doing their right. things, living their lives, you know. Uh, good and bad, and yeah, you can see how Bilbo's kind of like and fuck him at the very end, which I always love. Yeah, and I do like so the kind of literary device that Tolkien uses in the Lord of the Rings is that he Tolkien is not writing; Tolkien had found uh, the Red Book of Westmarch, which is the book that Bilbo and later Frodo writes in. Um, and it has all of these things recorded in them, and that Bilbo found them. I mean, the, the J- Tolkien found them and was able to translate them. And so, all of these, like everything that you're reading, is is from is from Bilbo and, and Frodo and, and Sam. Um, and you you get that because I mean, this intro is 
like it is from it is concerning hobbits it is the first part of the the lord of the rings the title concerning hobbits um and you have the, the you know the the wonderful like the the work of howard shore in this film like is like that is such a huge part of what makes this movie amazing is the score that he did is absolutely phenomenal. Howard Short is also doing the score for the Lord of the Rings on Prime show. So that I mean, is very to, good. Right? Well, he, he didn't to. he didn't have to, but he kind of had to. Um so yeah. Well, I mean like that. he personally didn't have to, but I mean like the show had to. Right. Does it's that make it's sense? very good that they got him. Um but also, so, so then, yeah, Bilbo is like the head of essentially like how it is portrayed is Bilbo is like, you know, the most popular known hobbit in the Shire. And some people like him, some people don't. That's relevant. Yeah, Bilbo he's, has. He's like, a, he's considered like an eccentric. So um, hobbits don't really like, like the idea of like people going on adventures and things like that. They're like, nah, no, the, those people are kind of like. If Bilbo hadn't been absurdly wealthy, which he is, like Bilbo, Frodo, uh, Merry, and Pippin are all like they're they're nobles essentially. Sam is is a like he's like a laborer. He's he's lower class. Um, Sam is also canonically brown skinned, um, but uh, but Peter Jackson was like, we're not doing that. So. Yeah, no, we're gonna make everyone white. Um, <laughs> and you know, it, it is largely a European tale. Um, but but that is in the the books that Sam does have brown skin. Um, so he is like because he's very wealthy and he you know spreads his wealth around. He's very kindly. Like people overlook his eccentricities. But the you know the hobbits of the Shire, other than like the the Tooks and the Brandy Bucks, they don't really like people that are like wild and go out and do things and, and all that stuff. They're, Which they is want... always makes me laugh because. The Baggins, Tooks, and the Brandy Books are not the same. They're like it's all wild and crazy in different ways. Yeah. Different. yeah I mean, the Brandy Books and Tooks are a little closer, but still different. But like, yeah, like I don't know. They're not doing many. I mean, yeah, they might like the younger ones might go to the Farmer Maggots place or go over here, but not like full adventuring. You know what I mean? I mean, so there is in the books you get a bit uh, this idea that, and it's not really like expanded upon, but that. Every once in a while, they mention that, like, so when when Bilbo meets um, Gandalf, it, like, f not not for the first time, but at the, in the Hobbit when he he first like comes across him and like enters his life majorly, um, there is it's mentioned that like there have been stories like that that some hobbits would get wrapped up in adventures especially like Tooks and Brandy Bucks get wrapped up in adventures with Gandalf and like go off and do, do things. And like, you know, um, so it very well could be that, 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 that is, has what uh, has been happening because they are the most likely okay. to do that. They're, they also have the most fallow hide blood. Uh, most uh, heads of the Took families and things like that were strong fallow hide uh, descendants. Um, so, yeah. So uh, you also, have, uh, uh, it's also important though that makes sense and plays into why Mary and Pippin just like are like yeah let's let's roll let's go together. I mean I know in the book it plays a little different than but in the movie it's kind of like oh Frodo Sam good to see you we're running from the farmer oh okay all right now there's a Nazgul after us all right yeah you know, at any point Mary and Pippin could have been like all right bro 
We got you, like, especially, especially when they were like, all right, man, we got you to Brandywine Bridge or Brandywine Crossing or whatever. Get out. We're going back. Yeah, you can go. Yeah, but they don't like. So they're just like, oh, let's go. We're along for yeah. the ride. Let's I have mean, fun. Like they are, they are Frodo's cousins because Frodo is like his. Um, Frodo's mother was uh, Primula Brandybuck. Like she was a Brandybuck. Um, so yeah, they they are they're all family. Like the okay. like Pippin, Mary, and and Frodo are all are all cousins. Because that's how nobility works. So that makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, lots lots of hobbits related. I mean. Sam is not related to any of them, but yeah. That's because he's black. So yeah, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you, yeah, you, you get, you get a little bit of this intro of, as I said, of, uh, of Bilbo talking about, about the hobbits. And there's a little bit of this in the, the theatrical cut that, um, that Gandalf does like an incredibly small fraction of it there that uses some of the same words, but it's, it's not the same at all. Um, but uh, yeah, and so then you have the intro of Gandalf and Frodo, the, you know, that I feel like is, you know, it's a meme and all this shit. Like, there's so many memes in these films. Yeah. Because by nature of them being so long. Universally yeah. known and everything that yeah. these things are. But yeah, basically Frodo is uh, Bilbo's cousin, but he's younger. And Frodo's, Frodo's Bilbo's died. nephew. He is, he is, uh, his brother Drogo Braggins was, was Frodo's dad. I'm sorry, his, yeah. his, hold on, hold on, let me take a second. Yeah. Bilbo's brother's name was Drogo? Yeah. Okay, because that's. Yeah, it's almost like, like, so, like, Chipotle cribbed all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can we always take a moment and be like, hold on, like. It's not that he's taking, he's just like, look, I'm just going to name a character this. It's not like, I'm, you know, but it's like, you, dude, why don't you just name him Kyle Bilbo or something? You're like, just like, nah, I can't make, gotta make it less obvious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, well, yeah, so, sorry, he was, uh, Drogo was not Bilbo's, uh, brother. I always forget He was Bilbo's second cousin. But, yes, see, so, like but, said, but st Frodo still, like, he he's his he is considered his nephew, I guess. I look at yeah, because like basically how it looks is you know Frodo's parents pass in some form or fashion somehow, yeah. and then Bilbo basically adopts Frodo. So it's like yeah, he's cousin nephew, pseudo son because Bilbo doesn't have any kids or anything. So yeah, it's kind of like that. But like when I when I was uh, what, eleven, and I watched this for the first time because I didn't know it existed in the books or anything like that. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, like Frodo and Bilbo. I thought they were father and son, like genuinely, or grandfather probably. And so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, I didn't think that it was adopted situation or, you know, because it was like, yeah, they're, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that it's, and it's good that, um, it was a good choice to like the 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 line of uh, oh you didn't think I'd miss your uncle Bilbo's birthday. Like, I think that that's really, yeah, it's well put as early as it is because, you know, Especially, you know, Bilbo, Frodo, like, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people would make that jump of like, oh, he's probably Bilbo's son. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's well done. So they, yeah, they. But Frodo they is, through... I don't know how to, describe, like, Frodo is just a basic bitch. I don't know what, until we get to the rest of the movie, like, Frodo is just the blank slate, just like a whatever 
like just going through life hobbit and yeah. gandalf is badass wizard who yeah. is like I'm a not. literal angel yeah he's like yeah. i'm not a badass like just to be clear it's like yeah he's like, like you are chill i'm just a chill normal old man don't worry like, about me literally five of you in existence right now yeah and i've you're... been around for well six technically because you got radagast Sauron, gandalf uh the two brown or the two blues and then one other no that's just yeah, it so there there is there is radagast Saruman, gandalf and two blues yeah, and you never meet the blues or see them or anything. Like, no, nope, they they can't went be off. bothered. They well, they they went off to the east, and they nothing more is heard of them. And the the idea is that they they died uh, more likely than not, but that they probably helped. Tolkien later on in life said that he he believed that they because it was always interesting the way Tolkien would talk about these that that it, it was never whenever Tolkien would say something it was never that he. Was like, oh, this was this way. This was. He would always be like, I think that probably what happened was, or I think that it like it was always like it was kind of like these things that like you know under under further research what it seems like. He always kind of held to this idea of of this the framing device that that I talked about. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gandalf, uh, he yeah, literally is about twenty four thousand years old at this point. <coughs> Um, even though he's only been walking for about 2000 of those. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, and Radagast he... is involved in the Hobbit. We'll get to that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll... meet Sauron later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hold on. You, you finished your thought. You said that they went to the East and that they were. So yeah, they, gonna, sorry. They um... went to the East and they, they were, you know, they were all the Astari, the, the wizards were sent to, combat you know the forces of darkness ultimately sauron um and that so the blue wizards went first and they went to the east uh, uh Tar and ramastano uh were the two blue wizards um and they they go to the east and they you know we don't hear anything more about them they pro- ultimately didn't necessarily fail but they started the kind of like they they planted seeds that would eventually grow into some form of resistance against Sauron in that in that land, um, because ultimately peace is made with the East uh, in in Aragorn's time, uh, okay, as king. But uh, but yeah, so they they but you don't hear anything about them ever. Yeah, okay, so they either died or like you say, like from the background, like helped plant seeds or helped uh, yeah. you know well they they, they they definitely died because they don't like go back to valinor uh with with gandalf like they don't they they died and yes eventually went back to valinor and that they died and so they therefore appeared in there again it's like mm-hmm. with the with with elves so elves when they die they don't it's not necessarily reincarnation. They just are in their bodies again later after an indeterminate amount of time in the halls of Mandos, which is essentially like purgatory, not really purgatory, but a similar idea, kind of like a okay. limbo. So um, Haldir would just show back up. He would he, yeah, reappear in, but in Valinor. Um, so uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
But so, so his time but, in Middle Earth would be done, though. His time in Middle Earth would be done. I mean, he could, I guess, conceivably, if there is a way to return to Middle Earth, but the not at this time. Elves were not. No, no el- new elves were going to Middle Earth. Their time was done. Okay. Okay. And also, no, we gotta get into that later. Um, yeah. yeah. So then, <laughs> Gandalf's badass. Uh, he's there for Bilbo's birthday. Uh, it's Bilbo's birthday. Bilbo's decided he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Good for him. He needs a vacation. He, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to skip through most of this stuff? Basically, watch the movie. And then <laughs> <laughs> I did, I will say one thing. I did really like the additional scene of Sam and Frodo like drinking with the old, older hobbits like at the bar having fun while Mary and Pip are like just dancing up on the fucking tables and doing all this wild shit. And everybody's like, I believe that is in the theatrical cut as it well. It is not. It is not. I'm almost certain you. that it is. Okay. We can, well, when you come down to visit, we can watch the theatrical and the extended, and you'll be like, damn it. Some of this is. I'll just look up what's. We, we can watch <laughs> one of them. I'm not watching. I'm not spending literally 24 hours going through all of them. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's a great way to spend the day. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's just a great scene. Then you have the party. Yeah. Mary and Pip are stupid and steal a firework, scares everybody. Then they get punished. I also am wondering, like, there's no way Gandalf like had said anything at this point about like, hey, like help Frodo or watch Frodo. They were just, he was just like, you're fucking no. mess ups. However, that Bilbo disappears because he puts the ring on. Which I'm also like, how are the Nazgul like not like that's where I need to go? Like when Frodo puts the ring on, the Nazgul turn around and go straight towards uh, Bree. But so, yeah, um, so in it is harder to account for that in the movie version of events, because in the movie version of events, again, when uh, when Gandalf leaves Frodo to go investigate the ring, because he, he can tell that there's some shit going on with it in the movie version. It's like maybe a month or so, but it's a very short amount of time in the book version. You have to keep in mind that it's 17 years. So the idea is that the ring wasn't full like the the nine hadn't left minas morgul at this point so they they weren't actively looking for it in that manner so bilbo put on the ring yes but at this point it wasn't like this like beacon immediately because there were were... i have a question speaking Mm -hmm. of at what point in time were Sauron's forces coming back starting to do all these things it had to be a long time my theory, yeah. my question is, okay, but when the ring was destroyed, what happened to all those forces? Did they not get destroyed or go away? Because it took time to rebuild them and stuff. How are you, like, rebuilding the Nazgul or, you know, certain so things the, like that? The Nazgul, the depart, like, left. Like, everything, so nothing, nobody was, nobody was, like, the Nazgul didn't die or anything like that. They, like, you know, scattered because, you know, that Sauron was defeated. Um, and they were kind of... Uh, lost i guess is the best way to describe how like they 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 had no like they had no real yes they make decisions on their own but largely with reference to sauron so they kind of didn't really have like any kind of guiding light at at that at at that time so they just kind of scattered um and returned to minas morgul i'm sure Uh, i'm not sure immediately or, or whatever but um 
yes, there were you know there were orcs scattered here and there, and there, and there were always Minas, were orcs. Minas but... Morgul is not uh, in Mordor or uh, or the Battle so, was or anything. No, so Minas Morgul was originally a um, uh, a stronghold of men, uh, and I believe it was. Uh, Minas Ethil, yeah, yeah. So it was Minas Ethil was a, and you see it in, uh, I, I believe in, in, yeah, in Return of the King. It is the the dead city. It's all green and all all, all that shit. Uh, but yeah, so it it is. But that that is when when Minas Ethil fell, it was turned into Minas Morgul, which was, became like the 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 city of the dead that was ruled by the Witch King of Angmar and. Um, yeah, but they, okay. they, but so yes, the the forces of Mordor of Mordor were scattered, but they were still around, and eventually they go to Dol Guldur, where uh, Sauron, under the guise of the the characterization of the necromancer, begins, you know, kind of like rebuilding his forces, um, and then he eventually departs and goes back to Mordor. Okay, okay, and. Uh, another question: Who, who, how did they capture Gollum and bring him there to torture? My other question, like, so I I believe that so Gollum was like trying to find like he he I don't think they found him in the Misty Mountains. Um, I, but he was like they 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 caught him skulking around. I mean, he was like trying to find Bilbo and shit. Mm -hmm. And so they caught him and uh yeah i don't remember where exactly they found him i don't know that it was actually like that they actually say where they found him okay. um but uh yeah but either way so yeah back to this so then Bella leaves he is convinced by gandalf and he chooses to leave the ring for Frodo, a big ass burden Bilbo's an asshole for that uh and then uh he leaves like you said gandalf leaves for 17 years he comes back wow Frodo, you haven't aged a day it's insane. Uh, and then... Yeah. Uh, but it's like after a night of drinking with... And Sam and Frodo are walking back home and uh, Gandalf, like, for no reason. I mean, I get I get it. I get it. Gandalf is terrified that, like, that is the actual one ring and not just, like, a magical ring of some kind. And so he wants to make sure that, like, he's being secretive and being safe and all these things. Or does he already currently know that... Uh, Gollum's a snitch and gave up all the goods. Does he know that yet? Or is so he doesn't he doesn't know that yet. So uh, at the point where when Bilbo goes back to his house and he he he's like he he, I mean, he tells him he's like yes like you know like you shouldn't you shouldn't just use it like because he's like you know there are many magic rings and none of them should be used lightly. Yes, that's so. Like you, and he says that in in the text of the Hobbit too. He's like you know don't just use the ring willy nilly. Like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be done like that. Um, but he does not know yet, no. Okay, yeah, but when when he comes back, okay, so let's fast forward to when he comes back then. Uh, with that he and he has very strong suspicions that that is the actual ring. We have to test it in the fire to make sure. But my thought is, uh, does he know in that moment that Gollum has spilled the beans, that the Nazgul are out looking for him? That Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, because okay, that he, makes... that, that's when he... Because Frodo's like, no one, no one knows. We ha we'll we'll hide it away. We'll never speak of it. No one else knows knows it's here. Do they, Gandalf? Do they? Yeah, and no. Says, but, but this yeah. is my thought, though. Okay. 
Then Gandalf, when Frodo walks in, why are you like letting him like creep around or like think like why is the window open? Like you, it, it was just like oh, I scare you, make you think somebody else broke into the house or something. It's like no, it's just Gandalf. He's like, hey man, we gotta go. Also, I'm just curious why in any way, shape, or form, Sam is underneath that window listening in. Like we all know that he is not gardening. That because he 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 heard he heard raised voices. He heard people shouting. He but was like, worried, dude. How? You were going home. But it you, took a so hot second. You, Sam lives like right there. Sam lives on like right, right fucking there though. Like he 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 doesn't live in Bag End, but he lives on Bagshot Row. Like he he lives, oh. he's like his neighbor. Okay. He has like this yeah. little sh- that's why he's the gardener, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That okay, yeah. maybe. Uh but either way. Uh, yeah, so Gandalf catches Sam dropping needs, which is, I just love it. Like, yeah, just, yeah even though dropping no use, and it's like, that's just no use for props. Yeah. But, uh, but so that basically Gandalf is like, all right, Sam, you're going to be in a love relationship with Frodo from now on, inseparable. Like, I know y'all are going to be with other people. That's not the point. Y'all are in love with each other immediately. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's your husband, Frodo. Yeah. And literally, exactly. And he's like, yeah. okay, I'm totally good with this. Like, I'm not, and no, shut sh- like it's just their yeah. bonds at sometimes you're just like it's a, it's a little it's a little much yeah yeah i know i mean but, yeah and my interpretation and anyone is open to their own interpretation is yeah that there is a hundred percent a romantic relationship between frodo and sam 150 percent. yeah which i get i get if you're on the road for years traveling you know you might just fall in love with your companion either way yeah and i mean like tolkien never says that there is a a uh an unpublished epilogue to the return of the king um that was taken out and i think it's good that it was taken out because it's a little bit twee for the tone of the rest of the 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 work but we're like uh, like um sam's daughter uh is, is talking to sam about like oh you know like it, it's many years on it's like, oh, you know, like it, it's it, it's so sad. It, it, didn't it make you sad that you know Frodo leaving and all this stuff? She's like, you know, it, it reminds me of you were telling me that, you know, that that Lady Galadriel left and left her husband Celeborn here, and that that he felt he must have felt so sad, and you know that that Frodo was kind of that that was like you know that that Frodo was like your Galadriel leaving. Like it's literally like that. That's how it's stated. And like Celeborn and Galadriel are married. And like she's literally saying like this is something that Tolkien wrote with his own hand. That that like oh you know that that Frodo was like Galadriel for you. Like yes. Like in, in, as far as I'm concerned. And again, make your own interpretations. But I I am I am a hundred percent convinced that they they had a romantic relationship. Okay, so they're on the road now. They have to leave. Um, yeah, Sackfoot Bagginses are going to try to steal back in, and then they're going to get killed by the Nazgul because otherwise, when it's been years and they finally do come back to the Shire and nobody's taken that house, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's they had to have gotten killed by the Nazgul, right? Anyway, they uh, are on the road. You know, I don't understand how. I guess because they're still in the Shire, but they're already being done because you got Sam cooking sausages. Uh, at a fire on the road. And it's like, mm. did Gandalf literally not say to use explicitly stay off the roads? But anyway, 
no, no, uh, he, they, they, he said, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, he does stay up, stay up there. And they're like, they're not really on the road. They're kind of like, they're on like a path. Like, there's, so there is like the road, which is, so this whole area used to be part of the kingdom of Arnor. Um, and so there are like, there's like a major highway, uh, essentially, that like is the Greenway. Um, that they are, they are at this point not really on the road. They're on, there are other like paths, but they aren't on the road. Okay. Road. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they're cooking what looks like a really good hearty meaty meal and they hear yeah. singing and stuff and they're like, let's just abandon all of this food immediately. And I was yeah. like, Nope, nope, nope. At least take that off the fire. What are you doing? You can bring that with you. Like, come on. I but- mean, we don't know how far they walk away. It could have been like literally they- like a couple of yards. You're not wrong, but either way, they get to go yeah. see um, elves walking to their death. I don't, this is always just plays me like so weird. Like, where are they going? Oh, they're going to the, the gray fields or whatever. And then they're the gray gonna, havens. The gray havens, and it's like, are, I'm just are we watching ghosts? What, what is happening right now? I, so I'm... the the so this idea of, uh, of of like the elves like having like the in uh, like you see is like they're like emitting light. Um, you see that more in so there are two classifications of elves there are caliquendi and moraquendi um, and basically those two distinctions have to do with whether or not they have seen the light of the two trees uh, uh, Laurelin and Telperion um, which were before the sun and the moon existed those are what created all of the light in in middle earth they were two trees that like one would be bright and then it would start to dim. And as it would start to dim, the other one would start to get bright. And that, that was like the, the system of day and night. Um, and so all, all the elves that have, that saw those trees, like Galadriel, for example, who is older than the moon canonically, um, they, they like emit this light. And I suppose all those elves must be Calaquendi then. It seems like a lot of Calaquendi elves uh, for this period in, in Middle Earth because um, there aren't really any that many of them. Uh, like Galadriel is supposed to be one of the only ones left. Um, but I mean, that maybe is, that's that accounts true. for them like glowing. It, okay. Like why okay. an elf would be glowing. That makes sense. I yeah. can see that. Uh, but yeah, basically they are walking to the afterlife more or less. They're abandoning this yeah not way. not necessarily the afterlife but that's that's one way to to see they're, they're departing they're like leaving the world they're going back to like the uh, valinor is not necessarily part of the world it is you have to take something called the straight road um, because originally yes valinor was part of the world when the world was flat um, because the world at one point was flat in in, in middle earth and then because of a bunch of shit happening and men being fucking crazy, uh, the world was reshaped and Valinor was taken out and the 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 world was made round. And so you can t- you can sail to Valinor, but you can only sail on the straight road, and that can only be taken by elves. Or uh, Bilbo or, and Frodo and yeah, or technically Gimli. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then it happens. Then they're like, we're on our trip, we're on the road again, having a good time. Sam has a moment where he's like, one more step and it'll be the furthest away from home that I've ever been. And I'm like, get over yourself, because literally in the next step you take, you can stop like, one more step and it'll be the furthest so, away. Get over that. Like, you knew so there is, a, there is a cut of this film. 
uh, that is available on YouTube, and you can watch it on YouTube because you cannot say that it is the Lord of the Rings on YouTube. So there's no copyright issues. But literally every step that Sam takes, that like after that step, that scene is cut into it, and it is <laughs> nine and a half hours long. <laughs> like it is every single step they, they put in. <laughs> if I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from Pro that I've ever been. Yeah, so that that exists. Yeah. <laughs> Because somebody had the time, but yeah, like yeah that's yeah. assuming I'm always like, get over yourself. Yeah, what yeah. are we like doing? Every here, step, Sam? Every you step knew what, like that. you knew this whole time that we were going to breathe. That yeah, there was not a like that. You took, what are we talking about? You knew before we left that you were going to go further than you ever been from home. So, but hobbits don't like to travel. Like going to breathe is like still like very far. And like to be fair, it is like like it is a several days trip like it, it is many miles um like there is a there's an app that you can get it's like walk to mordor or something and it like it shows like base like it, it track records your steps and it will like tell you like how many like how far along the journey to mordor that you are um and uh i might have to get but, that that sounds fun anyway yeah, it, it's it's cool but yeah so he he never like this is a big deal for him because hobbits don't fucking like taking trips. Like they don't like I doing get that. Because so. when Sam's trying to sleep, he's also bitching and moaning. And Frodo has yeah. way more patience than me because he's like, I'm not going to be able to sleep at all tonight. And Frodo's yeah. kind of like, me either, because you won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, please shut up. Yeah. But they're in the farms. They're walking through a farm maggot's crop. They get both get like just hit stick out of nowhere by Mary and Pippin. And I guess uh-huh. we can talk about Mary and Pippin for a second. Uh, yeah, they're idiots, um, buffoons. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they are the they're the comic relief. They're the goofballs. Um, Mary is a little bit more grounded, uh, but Pippin especially is is, is yeah. They're 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 real they're real goofos, and they uh, yeah they're they're raiding Farmer Maggot's crops. And I think that Farmer Maggot has kind of done a big disservice in the like many characters done a disservice in the the film cut. So in the books, they so in the books the the way that it works is that they are going to. So Frodo sets up like this whole deception, like he's not trying to let people know um, that he's going to breathe and he's like leaving to do all this stuff. So he's like, oh, you know, I'm selling, I'm selling Bag End. I'm gonna move to Crick Hollow, which is like an area uh, near like uh, where Mary and Pippin live, I believe, um, in Buckland, and um, so he. You know, he puts it as far as sells all of this stuff to the the Sackville Bagginses, and um, he 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 goes out there. And but when they're on the way, they run across Farmer Maggot, and like Farmer Maggot like invites them in, and like you know they they eat with them. And but Frodo doesn't want it. Like is very like trepidous about doing that because he recounts this memory of that he would steal, uh, like what do essentially do what Mary and Pippa do. He would steal food from Farmer Maggot's crops and that he would like send his dog after them. And so he like tells him that and like, you know, but they, they get along. He's like, Oh, you know, like, like, don't worry. Like it's, it's all fine. You know, like, like you know, these, these things happen and like they have dinner with him and his wife and all this stuff. And they, uh, like it, he 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 recounts, and you do see like that that character Lynn, when when Kamul the the Ringwraith comes, and he's like Shire Maggots, like that is Farmer Maggot that he's talking to, and in in that happens in the book too, but like he's like pretty stern 
with this ring wraith. He's like, no, he was like, get out of here. He's like, what, what are you doing? Like, like, you know, I don't know why you're looking for any, any hobbits, any, 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 uh, bagginses and, and all these things. Like, like no baggins that are here, but you should get out of here anyways. Um, like he's very like, like, and, and Tom Bombadil, I'll get another character who's left out of the, the movie. Like he has like very great respect for, for Farmer Maggot. He's like, I, and he tells him, he's like, I don't think you understand how important of a person that Farmer Maggot is. He's like a big deal. Like, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so but all that all of it that to be said, they run into Mary and Pip, and they get chased out of Farmer Maggot's crops by a, a scythe wielding Farmer Maggot, and they they roll down the hill and they uh, land in the road. And I do they love want- what they do in this. They they do this a lot where they have um, they have lines that are explicit chapter titles like uh they they have like a, a, a shortcut to what mushrooms there's a chapter a shortcut to mushrooms um and that is right right within is when that chapter is um and so they they find the mushrooms and then you know frodo is tell them hey we should get off the road they you see this, this whole spooky you know kind of foreshortening yeah, yeah. And so they get off the road, and the the ring wraith comes, and, and you get this scene with. Uh, Can we with... talk this for a second? Like, okay, Frodo's like, get off the road. You guys jump down. Not three seconds later, does the ring wraith show up? Like, where, where the hell you would have seen them? Like, you... and I don't, I don't know about this, but I feel like he he like, because you see that tree there, and I could be completely bullshitting this. But in my mind, I don't think you see the ring wraith like go behind the tree. I think you just see him come out from behind the tree. Um, it's like so. What? I mean, it, it's spooky. It's supposed to be spooky, and it it, it is very spooky. Um, me as a child was spooked out by that. Uh, yeah. We'll get to spooky in a second because you know it's still daytime right now, and uh, it'll get crazier in the second one this night. But yeah, I was like, okay, they essentially they'll then. Uh, Mary is very smart and just it's like let me chunk some shit over to the other side and he'll run off of that way and we can get out because the grossest thing in the world they're like just getting crawled all over by just all kinds of things big spiders yep. bugs centipedes yeah, Frodo and, tries to put on the ring and Sam stops them and yeah you know and then uh, now it's nighttime and they've just been ducking and running from the race and I'm like do they how many do they think it's still just one right now because the way that they're moving when they're hiding and they're like all right he's over there we're good and then like another one just jumps out i'm like i don't know there are more than one i don't i don't think that hmm. so it, it does seem like that i think that the real tell in the movie is at that point is supposed to be when they when they jump onto the buckleberry ferry um and, and they you see, see and you like, they I think that's supposed to be the tell. There's more than one of them, um, so I'm gonna go with that. Okay, because I, I feel yeah. like yeah, like for us, that's when you're you know there's more than one is with yeah. like you see them right there. But yeah. also for a second, it's just like yeah, they basically have to run the Buckleberry Ferry. Frodo is slow as fuck and uh, ends up having to jump. And my thought is. How is it that you're trying to insinuate that a hobbit can make a jump that a horse can't make at a whole run? Not can't. That... Doesn't want to. That oh. the, the the ring race do not like water. 
they do not like crossing water yeah well so in in the world of the lord of the rings there is this idea that so the world itself was sang into existence um and the the medium that most remember that like has the the most remnant of this song is water water contains the most complete memory of these music of the Ainur. so that it, it like it has the most of uh, this kind of like uh it's not necessarily magia but it, it is like a, a a magical energy okay because he just then he like just shrieks at them and it's like i'm out no well yeah how far is the next place? And he's like, uh, twenty miles. Bur- miles Brandywine Bridge, twenty miles. Mm. And I was like, okay, two questions. Mm. Is this river just that shallow? Y'all are going to be like pushing this barge twenty miles. Second question, um, y'all could have just been like, and we're back because all the ring races took off. Like y'all could have been like, they're not right here right now. <laughs> but they still need. But they still needed to get. Like they were trying to get to the Buckleberry Ferry before that. Because like, he, he was, because he, because he, yeah, because Frodo was like, I need to get you Brie. And he, and, and uh, then Mary's like, okay, Buckleberry Ferry, let's go. Like, that's the best way to get there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so then, yeah, fast forward, they get to Brie. There's a hilarious scene. I guess hilarious is not correct, but like, I found it funny when uh, they're like, the door whole thing. The, yeah. Well, no, 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 not even that. Like, he's just like, oh, don't, like, you know, I don't mean like any offense. You know, I just got to make sure that. You know, people. It's my job to ask questions after nightfall. And I'm just strange like, folk about. And I'm just like, bro, you're literally gonna die in an hour when they run you over with their horses on the street. Yeah. Like, what are you? Like, good. Yeah. You did great job, bro. You kept out the bad guy. No, like, yeah. I was like, y'all should just have like a sturdier gate or like, if I mean, maybe the Nazwell's horses are like stronger than normal horses or something. But I'm just like, if that could happen in the first place, why? Is that the offense? Ain't, of the ain't no gate keeping out of Nazgul. <laughs> there was going to be no gate that was going to keep them out. You know, at least send them back to get their fell beasts, but them waste more time. But anyway, uh, yeah. so yeah, then they go in, you get an adorable scene with. Okay, that's going to happen. But like, yeah, basically, Frodo tries to check in. This is when they find out Gandalf has not been there for six months. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, I guess something has happened. And yes, because at this point we have seen and we, we kind of glossed over that, that Gandalf going and meeting with Sauron and Sauron essentially being like, hey, actually, I've teamed up with Sauron. So why like, don't you team up with me, coming. too? And he's like, nah, go fuck yourself. And they have their their wizard battle. And uh, yeah. And Sauron smokes Gandalf like, yeah, absolutely smokes him. But, you know, well, he, he's stronger. Levels. That's yeah, how it currently is. Yeah. Maybe in 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 some time that would be a different story, but yeah, you know, currently, which also might I, I just don't understand how like, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's like how does Gandalf ascend, but none of the other wizards are able to do that same ascension? And don't tell me it's because he got the XP from defeating the Balrog. I want to know. Well, so it's I guess the idea. So yes, like the the only other wizards to die were Morenitar and Ramastano. Um so, but Gandalf was actively engaged with the destruction of the ring. Like, yes, like Marinatar and Ramastano could have been sent back, but it, it would have been thousands of years before, it, like, like 
Gandalf was like the person who is most fulfilling his actual purpose for being there because their purpose for being there is to defeat Sauron. And so he's the person who like Radagast is not doing shit. I mean, I'm sure he's doing something, but he's not really like, he's not doing anything. Um, Sauron is a hundred percent not doing what he's supposed to be. So Gandalf is the only person who's like, no, he's like doing what he's like. He's doing the thing. Like he needs to be there for this to happen. So Iluvatar sends him back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it gives him a massive upgrade at the back oh, yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, by yeah. the way, like since you can have all the blues powers too now to make you more powerful. Yeah, we'll level you the fuck up. Yeah. But uh yeah, so the, the so I uh, yeah, they, they basically check in, so you're not gonna hop at room, don't worry about you, you know, you'll be fine. Like, okay, we're gonna wait here for a while. Then Mary and Pippin get drunk because that's how they do things. Mm -hmm. And this is my first issue when the reasons why I'm like, you need to leave Mary and Pip the fuck home because Pippin can't keep his mouth shut. Like literally Frodo, you heard the man check in Underhill on this whole trip. You're not telling me one time that you didn't say like, Hey, by the way, like we can't be used in our names. Like people are looking for us, like blah, blah, blah. And on top of that, like, you didn't think, like, in your own mind, Pitt, that, like, people have literally been trying to kill y'all already tonight, that maybe you shouldn't be out here like, yeah, this is... Because it's, like, immediately just... Now, for, granted, too, like, who in the bar asked about Baggins? Like, who... Like, you don't even see a potential, like... Like, who was... Like, who was... Uh, unless maybe potentially Pippin is just like yeah I'm from the Shire and somebody's like oh I met somebody from the Shire his, like he was a Baggins and he's like oh I know a Baggins like I don't know but my my thought is that so the um <clears throat> so the Nazgul and like other agents of Sauron have probably been looked that like they know the name Baggins so they have been peeking around they've been asking people about that and so Probably it was, I mean, in, in the book, in Bree, there is somebody in there who is, like, an agent of Sauron who is, like, working with him that 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 is, like, trying to fuck them over. Um, so, but yeah, but yeah, then somebody asks, like, oh, you know, you're, oh, you're from the Shire. Yeah, like you said, do you know any Bagginses? Or, like, was somebody was out here asking about someone named Baggins? Um but uh, yeah, yeah, no, he Pippin is 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 real fucking dumb. Like he's 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 real fucking dumb. I love Pippin, but he's he is a problem. And he we'll is a get, problem. We'll get to a bigger problem with Pippin uh-huh. in Moria, but yeah. we're not going to deal with that just yet. Uh, yeah. So yeah, basically, then yeah, this is when Frodo first uses the ring. He disappears. Uh, I guess nobody is like, oh, I'm really like, people are like, oh, wow. I'm back to my own thing. And, you know, uh, Strider is like, hmm. And I'll have you point, point this out too. Uh, when I was first watching the movie when I was 11 years old, I didn't really thought that Strider was a bad guy. They yeah. did a good job of, you know, keeping that re- secret revealed until later. He's got a hood on, like, yeah. You know, and then it's like the whole time, it's just like, everyone, such a good dude. Because he's not a fool. He's immediately he's like, yep, that's the ring. That's the kid. All right, let's. I'm gonna get him safely to Rivendell, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, cool. That's like we're just we're moving along. We're doing things right. Uh, yeah, basically, everyone. I mean, Strider, everyone. Uh, gets into his room. He's like, yeah, Hobbits, stay with me. We'll be safe here. The Nazis will show up. 
to kill the guy at the gate. Then just a great shot at the barkeep, like praying, crying, and like hiding in the corner while yep. the Nazca will come in. But Never, it's a great yeah. score. And they stab a bunch of pillows and then shriek and scream. And then oh, dips it. made out of feathers. Yeah. And then uh, now we're on the real road. Like the it, real it is interesting. Background. Some one thing I just want to want to point out from from that before. So the scene where Aragorn, um, uh, like throws Frodo into the room and, and all this stuff. Like they and Peter Jackson talks about this. Like that Viggo Mortensen did not have his Aragorn character down yet. So Thomas, I may have mentioned this to you before, but so originally. The character who the actor that was playing Aragorn was Stuart Townsend. Yeah. Who yeah. is he plays uh, Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray in, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, among other stuff, I'm sure. Um, but so he had just left the project because there were a lot of reasons people were like, hey, this guy is too young. And like the studio definitely knew that they thought he was too young because they were having him do all these like extra like te- test shots with like, you know, color in his hair and all this stuff. And he was also just like not like rehearsing and, and things like that. He was, uh, Peter at one point was just like, I can't work with Stuart. Um, and so they had Aragorn, they had Viggo Mortensen just fly out and like they had already started filming and all this stuff. And so that was his first shot. And he had really not, he hadn't found it yet. And I feel like, like I all like knowing that and watching that, like I can almost feel like that I can get like, like I, it's weird that I get a little Stuart Townsend energy off of that scene. Cause it's like, it doesn't feel like it doesn't track with the rest of Aragorn's character. Like mm-hmm. the, the kind of the, the choices that are made there. He has it by the time we get to Amon Sul, but yeah. But anyway. I, I don't I don't understand <clears throat> this too. So you know, because basically that's yeah, we just that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get to Amon Sul. Doesn't matter the in between. You do the funny yeah. joke about breakfast, second breakfast, eleven seas, all that stuff. But then yeah, Amon Sul, which used to be whatever Aragorn says, I can't remember. Yeah, the watchtower of Amon Sul. Yeah, it was a it was a tower that there was a palantir that like like sauron uses was uh was stored at the top yeah and it died at some point yeah and so they're like all right let's stay here and everyone's like all right guys here's swords be very careful i'm gonna go hunting or something i just need to disappear for a moment i'll be back at some point and it's like dude i don't understand again sam you're better than this mary and pip and i understand why the fuck do you have a fire going? Food. Like, no. Hobbit, hobbits shit. like their food. I know. But I'm like, eat that shit cold or put yeah. that fire somewhere where nobody can see it. You literally are on top of a fucking building with a fire lit. People will know that you're there and you have literally nine terrifying demons coming after you. Right yeah, now. you're in the middle of a plane and you're that, the highest object on it and you're going do not to fly stop. to fire. Yeah. Do not sleep. Do not. That's all they do is eat, breathe, and sleep. I'm gonna fuck this ring, and like, yeah. Anyway, Frodo wakes up. It's like you fucking morons. And of course, like at this point, it's like you might as well have kept the fire burning. Like he he puts it out, and they're like, ah, there he is. They they will yeah. we'll go after him now. Yeah. Uh, well, well they, they they don't need to sneak anymore. I exactly. my my interpretation is that they saw that, but they were like sneaking up. But as soon as like the like Frodo's like like what are you doing? Put it out! Oh, that's great ash on my tomatoes. Um, that they're like okay, no, nope, they're up. We're gonna go fuck them up right now. Yeah, um, they were probably like oh no, no, no. They, maybe they even were like oh he's doing that because they know we're here. Like you say, they were gonna sneak up. But either way, it's like all right, cool. Now boom, 
all of them show up. Is this all uh, nine actually that are here at this Five. moment? Five? The, the, okay. Yeah. Because the other four are. But the other four are, I do not know. Yeah. I know. But anyway, yeah. they show up, they come in like all badass, like, just so yeah. scary. Uh, the thing that I I just want to an aside so that music that they use is uh it specifically for the ring race that Howard Shore does it's amazing it's specifically designed to play for the ring race and in the Hobbit when Thorin goes after Azog that is the music that they choose that Howard Shore was also involved in that movie as well that is the music that they choose to play when Thorin is running up to Azog. And I'm furious about it. I'm so angry. I just have to say it. Anyways. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't yeah. play for Thorin. But yeah. uh, anyway, the uh, I do appreciate this. You know, Sam uh, uh, gets thrown. You know, Mary and Pitt, they try for all of the two seconds. And then they're yeah. like, all right, Audi 5000. Like, bro, we really tried, though. We just... What do we do? Yeah. We don't know any fighting. Yeah, uh, yeah. And... Sam cross swords with them. Sam, Sam oh, got yeah. a couple of ting tangs with them. Uh... And then, and then because of that, uh, whichever nozzle this one was, backhanded the shit out of Sam and was like, get out of my face. Like, congratulations, yeah. you didn't die immediately. Yeah. Then Frodo, like a moron, said, let me put the ring on. And then it's like, oh, look, you can see the kings. Like, as they actually are supposed to look, not like in their yep. current. Uh, thing. it's like almost like more angelic. Like if you keep the ring on, like just let them take it. Like it's more, it's like less, like scary in a sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what happens. Also, I like the effect that they do with that. So that effect that they have, what they did is, and I mean, a, an important thing to remember. So there's a lot of, not a lot. There, there's mostly practical effects with this film, which I think make it work far better than the hobbit did um i am always a fan of practical effects i just think that it, it brings so much more character <clears throat> when you make those choices um but so for this they, there's a lot of digital effects that they had to invent on the fly as they were making these films that one for example they had to they what they did is they filmed like they wanted to like create like a fire kind of effect but you couldn't really make digital fire at this point it always looked really shitty um like in 2001 99 whatever to, to try and do that so they just filmed actual fire and then they like took that up like they like mapped that effect that the fire had and then just like replicated it and then like matched like the film footage over that and that's how they have that like kind of flickering uh quality in the when he has the ring on i think it's really cool it's super cool and yeah, then basically, instead of killing Frodo, they stab him with a Morgul blade, and then Aragorn shows up at this point, and it's like... Fucks them all up. Yeah. What's up? I got fire, bitches. And it's kind of yeah. like, oh, maybe fire should have stayed that lit, because if fire affects them, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he throws... <clears throat> he th he, uh, but, and yeah, he gets them all back, and then he like chunks a torch straight into one of them's face, and it's like yeah. hilarious. It screams, runs off, like, I'm on fire! I'm yeah. On yeah, it is that that is one of the ones like there are a couple of bits where it's like the the effects look not bad, but a little bit dated. That is one of them because like it, the silhouette of the ring wraith is not quite right. and The arms are just kind of like, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny. And and it's at this point, ladies and gentlemen, where Frodo has been stabbed with the Morgul blade and his future is uncertain and we do not know what is going to happen, that we are going to leave part one behind.
come back next week to see what happens, how we resolve this. We have so much more to get into from Lothlorien, everything. You can't. There's, there's so much left in this movie to, to discuss. If any of you would like to follow us or reach out to us, you know, anything like that, you can reach out to the podcast at ObserveCast, ObserveCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow Kellum, you can find him at cool underscore Gollum. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me at Stimpy is King. All across all social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, things of that nature. Uh, next week, we're going to come back, part two. Hope you all jump into it. Hope you really love it. Uh, on behalf of Kellum, who could not be here to add in the split because we didn't know, uh, I just want to say that he enjoyed it as well. He hopes you really liked it, you really listened. And, you know, Kellum would kill me if I didn't mention it. So please rate, review, subscribe, do all of the good things to help us grow and let us know that you like it and you enjoy it. And, you know, until next time, hopefully, you know, you get your Lord of the Rings fix. And we'll see you again next week for part two. Bye.